Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, yeah, him, Andy Goldstein. Of course, it's the last podcast of the week. Oh, no. Don't worry. There'll be, of course, another one on Monday. Oh, brilliant. Well, try and sound a little bit more excited. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Now, of course, it was a massive day yesterday as it was announced the Premier League will restart on the 17th of June with Man City against Arsenal and Aston Villa against Sheffield United. Henry Winter joined Alan Brazil and Ali McCoist, or Maka as I like to call him, on the Sports Breakfast Show yesterday morning to discuss how Project Restart was shaping up. I think it's either the 19th or the 20th it will come back. I think the 12th is, is too early. Yeah. I think the managers would like it a, the weekend after the, the, the 19th and the 20th and 21st, um, just to sort of get everyone ready, obviously, the sort of tackling. It seems that the, the assorted issues that, uh, that you've been covering, we've been covering, are being gradually addressed. Um, Troy Deeney did an interview with, with CNN, which is over a lot of the, uh, the papers today with Sir Darren Lewis, and he's been talking about you know, the, the abuse he's received walking down the streets from people saying he should be going to work. Uh, why aren't you going into uh, training? But he has been reassured by talking to the Deputy Chief Medical Officer, uh, Professor Jonathan Van Tam, that actually the risk of infection is, is limited. I think you just mentioned in the news only four new tests out of 1,008. So I think he's, he's heading back into training at Watford. Um, I think Frank Lampard is going to be talking to N'Golo Kante. So I think those issues are being addressed Tackling, obviously, is, is, is the next phase. So, look, football is returning. The, the, the big issue today is all the clubs are going to be discussing the television rebate. And, yeah. and this is interesting. I'd love to know from you two former players, would you allow the, uh, the cameras to have dressing room access, which is what, uh, which is what the broadcasters probably will want to reduce the, uh, the, the rebate that the clubs would have to pay them? There you go, heavy winter with Big Al and uh, Macca. And as training starts ramping up for players, former referee Mark Clattenburg joined Natalie Sawyer on the mid-morning show to discuss how referees are getting back to fitness ahead of, uh, oh, what's it called? Oh yeah, Project Restart. What referees are, are, are used to, uh, they used to meet up every two weeks, so that, that isn't an issue. They used to train at home a lot, um, they used to send out the training data 
through that whole heart monitors to the sports scientists. So that has been ongoing. So the sports scientists can say that the referees are training. What could be different is because they haven't been refereeing for about four months, they would have to pass a fitness test. So they're going to have to come together at some point to make sure that they pass a fitness test and ready for the new restart. Okay, uh, that's interesting. I wonder how they'll have to do that. Maybe that'll have to be an independent sort of fitness test that they'll have to go through, Mark, you'd imagine. Yeah, they're going, but they're going to have to they're going to have to meet up at some point because they're going to have to go through the the, the testing for the coronavirus because they're mm. going to be in close contact with uh, the players um, and what they can't afford to have is any mixed um, messages and certainly be mixing with the players who if referees are going back to their families and there's quite a few match officials going to be involved in in the project restart so. They're going to have to be tested at some point. They're going to have to be fitness tested at some point, ready for the start. I don't think the games is going to really matter. I think games, pre-season games for players is more important to get the timing, um, get their match fitness levels. But refereeing can, can survive without uh, pre-season matches. And, and I've had many pre-seasons where I never refereed um, because I've had tournaments and then I've wanted rests. So I don't think that really matters from a refereeing point of view, but certainly... They're going to have to be checked on their fitness. Now, away from the biggest story of the day, right, is Ian Morris and Damien Beasley join H&J, Hawksby and Jacobs, to tell them about Project Restart. No, not about Project Restart, about their project of a football sitcom called The First Team. Have a listen to this. So, guys, I will, I'll kick off with you, Damon. Um, how long has this been kind of in the making? When did you, first, you guys first have an idea to do a football sitcom? Well, the, the sort of slightly shameful answer is about 10 years ago. Wow. So it's taken us a long time, but yeah, that's it's been in the pipeline since then, but we've recently found a space to do it. Um, but yeah, we, we started thinking about it when we were doing the in-betweeners, and Ian uh, had a chance encounter with Damien Delaney. So he could probably tell you a bit more about that, couldn't you, Ian? If you want me to. Yeah, I sat next to... Uh, I, sat next to <laughs> I mean, I suppose, I suppose that is the point of being here. Yeah, I'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I'm going to just let... No, I'll go, I will tell you that. Go on. I sat next to Damien Delaney on a plane randomly um, on a flight to LA, and it was just like an 11 and a bit hour flight. And uh, it was the day after the season had ended, and I just got chatting to him, and I found, you know, his life and what he did during the day, and you know how he thought about the future and what he was going to do and stuff, so interesting. You know, just uh, quite apart from the fact that he played professional football, just the, the amount of time he had in his hands and how he used that time, um, kind of inspiring. You know, and then we talked about. You know, the in between us really was a lot about male insecurity and men being worried about things and, you know, what it is to be a boy growing up and stuff. And we thought, I wonder if we can do a slightly slightly older version of that. So that was that was kind of where it came from really. Yeah, Damon, it does tell the story of sort of three young lads, a new player coming from the States into a, a, a sort of fictional Premier League side and trying to make friends and that's the start. But again, it's a bit it's similar to the in between uh, the in between as you write well obviously with those sort of small groups of young guys and, and that's what you've done this time. Yeah, I think, as Ian was sort of mentioning, we, we were thinking about what we what was funny about those boys and the in-betweeners. And I think that kind of like those fault lines between sort of male insecurity and friendship and, and, and you know, being in new environments, growing up. This The football dressing room sort of had all that with the younger characters, but I guess the opposite to the in-betweeners, who could say anything, really, because nobody listened to them, they had no power. These guys, in a, you know, young footballers, they're scrutinised, every move is scrutinised. I mean, they can't say anything, really. So they're, they're, they're similarly just, like, you know, daft young lads who've grown up loving football and now are getting paid for it. But, 
you know, they've got to watch their step. And I guess that's what we're trying to explore with the comedy is they have a lot of free time on their hands, but they really can't do too much with that because, you know, the second they do something that's, that, you know, might backfire on them, if there's any bad behaviour, they could be, they could have their careers ruined. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a tight rope for them. Back now to The Breakfast Show and Harry Redknapp joined the boys. And Alan was keen to find out if Harry was interested to take the potentially vacant Nigerian international manager's job. Yeah, well, I spoke to Sandra. She's always wanted to live in Nigeria. (laughs) (laughs) She said it's amazing that this has come up now because that was her dream. So we're we're looking to sell up. We've put the house on the market. And um, we're looking to get somewhere over there um, if possible. Well, Alex, (laughs) Alex, the South Coast reporter says uh, Lagos is nice and Portsmouth. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. We, she'd love it there. I've told her she'd absolutely she'd love it. <laughs> Harry, <laughs> Harry, I think that's the one thing that's missing from your CV. A couple of seasons with Lagos United. Definitely. I'm ready to go, Ali. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I went there. I, I, well, I went there with um, with Portsmouth a few years ago. We played Man United, and um, so yeah. I, I, I don't really think I'll, I'll I'll be going back. Well, then I'd love to see McCoy in this, by the way, because television goggle box, uh, celebrity goggle box. Are you, are you having a bit of this, you and Sandra, on the couch, Harry? Yeah, is Ali on it? Well, we're, we're, we're <laughs> oh, going to get him on it with him. Harry, we're going to get him. I'm telling you, mate, we never miss it. And see when the news when we found out you and Sandra were coming on it, whole family delighted, mate. We watch it at the oh. best of times, but with you guys Harry. on it, will be won't miss it. Ali, listen, I, pro- I tell you the truth. I didn't tell Sandra, right? They came on and said, would I do it? Well, you know, I went, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, fine. When I told her, I mean, she went, Harry, please don't make me do it, please. I've give her, I've give her, I've, I've put her rate up. She used to be on 10 quid. I put her up to a pony, 25 quid. <laughs> so she's gone for it. Now, away from football for a moment. Oh, really? I love football. Yeah, time for a bit of boxing now. Oh, I don't mind boxing. Who are you, anyway? Oh, don't mind me, mate. Just carry on. Right, I will. Spencer Oliver joined Natalie Sawyer back on that mid-morning show to discuss the return of boxing and a former heavyweight champion. We have to go back over this possible rematch of Evander Holyfield (laughs) and Mike Tyson. Now, there is a suggestion that this could be only three rounds for charity. I know you've been really against this one, Spencer. I know we've actually all talked about Mm. it and said, you know, most people would probably tune in and watch it, but actually... You don't really want it to happen. It's not something that most most people want. I think. Um, what do you, where do you still stand on it? Have you changed your mind at all on it, Spencer, or do you still think this is this is not something that boxing needs? No, I don't. I think it's something that boxing doesn't need. Listen, Natalie, I think that look. We, I said last week, would I watch it? Yes, I would. I'd be intrigued to watch it. But we've got a guy, Evander Holyfield, who's 57. Mike Tyson's 53. Yes, they look in great shape. But, you, you know, you don't carry the same punch resistance. It's like a footballer that's, that's half a yard off the pace. He doesn't become a top footballer then. He, you know, he, 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 he drops down the divisions. There's big news coming out of America. Uh, last night, which is that boxing and mixed martial arts will return to Las Vegas. That's after the Nevada State authorities lifted a combat sports ban. Um, does this give you hope then that uh, perhaps boxing will return to these shores sometime soon? Absolutely, Natalie. I was speaking to Eddie Hearn yesterday, actually. We had him on our podcast and he was filling, filling us in with, you know, where they're at at the moment. Um, he's hoping that middle of middle of July, 
possibly the end of August will be boxing will return. He's he's got it set up. He's got it called it's called Fight Camp. He's going to do it in the headquarters back garden. They've you know so they've he got is all doing the procedures it. in place. He is doing it at the headquarters matchroom still. Oh, absolutely. Ah. And I mean, and and Natalie, if I tell you some of the fights that he's got planned lined up there, I think they're going to finish. They're going to do it four consecutive weeks. They're going to have five fights on each show. Listen, the the, the procedures they're going for are incredible, but they're talking about. They're talking about Katie Taylor boxing Serrano on one of the bills. Dillian White versus Povetkin is definitely going to happen on the final one. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, he's got some great bouts lined up. Now, earlier on in the podcast, we heard Henry Winter's views on Project Restart. Now it was the time of Darren Bent to give his views on football returning on the 17th of June. He joined Adrian Durham and Darren Goff on Drive. So how are you feeling about Arsenal going to Man City, Darren? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm right. I mean, I mean, I've been about to go be goon, but yeah, listen, we've got, we've got football back. Um, it's going to be a tough game for Arsenal. Make no, make no mistake about it. But listen, we've got it back. Um, I'm glad it's coming back. Uh, and it seems like we're in a kind of a safe place to do it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> you could have done without Manchester City first off, but it's going to be massive this Arteta uh, going back to Manchester City uh, up against Guardiola so it's an, it's, it's an amazing game to have the first one back uh, Manchester City versus Arsenal fantastic yeah. yeah I mean listen two great footballers uh, teams that like to play football in the right way and it's, it's going to be quite strange to watch it I mean obviously behind closed doors we're still going to have to adapt to that but listen, the end of the day, I'm sure the last game Manchester City played, I think they got beat by United, I think it was the last time, and Arsenal won, so you don't know, you never know, we're in good form. <laughs> listen, a lot of people will, you know, people you know, family, etc., people when you're, you're back in talk sport towers, they'll be uh, talking to you about it. When they, If some of them say, if a caller rings in and says to you, Darren, well, it's too soon, it doesn't feel right, what, what are you going to say to them? Well, it's a difficult because I've I thought about it quite a lot, to be fair, and there's still obviously a lot going on. The NHS is still working really, really hard. But then just ask, kind of ask yourself the same question. When is the right time? Because it's a difficult one. We're, we're kind of trying to get back to normality. And I, I do think people do kind of need football. I mean, football is a, it's like a backbone in this country. People love it. So I think that the, for the morale of the nation, to see it coming back, I think that will give everyone a great lift. And also as well, it, when I say about the right time, like if we were to wait for a vaccine, we, we don't know how long it's going to be. So if we waited for the numbers to significantly drop until there was virtually nothing left, we could be waiting years. Now, there's a little show I do. Well, it's not really a little. It's a massive show I do on a Sunday evening called the trans Express, or Andy Goldstein's trans Express, between you and I. I'm always joined by an expert in Andy Brassel and then one of either Mark Landon, Kevin Atchard or Lars Sivertson. And it was Lars that joined H&J yesterday on the show to discuss the return of football in Denmark. Andy had a novel idea of a virtual grandstand. AGF Aarhus are trying something new. And I think I guess, I think this time of lockdown, a lot of very clever and creative people have been inside for too long. And a lot of ideas have come out of this. And, and we'll see how good they are. I am intrigued by this. What AGF Aarhus are doing and they're going to put up in front of one of the stands um, what's been described as a giant uh, screen that's going to be uh, 40 meters long and 3 meters high and it'll be filled with loads of fans uh, through the the very popular sort of uh, video conferencing software Zoom which I'm sure a lot of people listening will have been familiar with a lot more familiar now than they were a couple of months ago anyway um, mm. they're going to put loads of fans on Zoom 
Um, and what they're going to do, uh, amongst other things, is they're going to put fans sort of kind of together where they would usually sit with their season tickets. So when you log on to this, the sort of faces you're meant to see on your screen are, are a lot of the guys who'd sit around you in the stand anyway. Uh, so that's going to be quite nice. And uh, whether the players, players presumably will be too busy actually playing the football to, to, to really study this. But the club are kind of hoping that the, the players will see some familiar faces in the stands where they're sort of roughly where they're used to seeing them as well and 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 it could be good what i'm slightly skeptical of is it's been suggested that they might try to get a chant going uh with all these people <laughs> and i mean i just think getting that right timing wise i mean we uh, heaven knows we know here doing all this radio remotely it's hard enough to get a conversation between two or three people going with the audio <laughs> delays and all of this so the idea of lots of people chanting over zoom i'm not sure about that one but i do like the idea especially this whole little detail that uh, when the fans themselves log in they'll they'll see a lot of familiar faces. I think that's a very sweet little thing because, as, as you know, anyone who's ever had a season ticket anywhere knows part of the experience is seeing the same old people every weekend, even if you don't yeah, like true. them. But they're, they're the same yeah. player there, and you know how they react to the games, and that, that, that's the whole community community thing. Now, last night, of course, it was the last sports bar of the week. Oh no, I love that show. Yeah, me too. But don't worry, we're back on Monday night from ten p.m. Oh, that's great news. Who's on the show last night? Well, we had loads of great. Ooh, well, we had loads of great guests, actually, but uh, none bigger than Sir Mo Farah was on. You're winding me up. No, I'm not. Have a listen. It's one of the things, you turn out the biggest grand, like oh, 75,000 or 70,000 grand, and you see the stadium, you walk in, and I've done a session there, where a track session, where the coach sets you, because the other tracks will close or whatever reason, and it does feel lonely. It feels weird, and it, it's hard, and I don't know, you know, you have to almost, like, motivate yourself uh, rather right. than if you had a smaller track and there's nothing right. there's not much going around you it's easier you just get on with it but mm. I think it's going to be hard for the players and I guess you know they just have to stay motivated and knowing why they're playing and what they're going for I think if they have that then they might, they might come out differently let, let me ask you I'm going to ask you a question you have to be honest with me Mo is that alright? yeah I'm not okay. a Tottenham fan no no, I know, I know that. I know. <laughs> Arsenal are currently ninth in the Premier League and you've played 28 games, so there's a lot of points to be won and lost. Honestly, hand on heart, do you think Arsenal will stay up this season? In the Premier League? <laughs> 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 no, they're going to go down, <laughs> isn't they? <laughs> you thought so about you, it, though, Mo. You thought about you, it. Is, do you think yeah. how far up that table can you... The reason I ask that is because even though you're ninth, you are only... Points. It depends how many points. You're five points off. Five points. Five points off United, who are fifth. Yeah, five points is nothing, really. I think if we win three, two games, that's six points, right? Yeah. And they 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 lose couple. That will do. It's possible. It's gonna be. It's gonna be tough. It depends who they're playing, I guess. Also, I think it's gonna be different. (laughs) The the players and the clubs and stuff—they never played closed doors. So what's gonna happen? That's that's that's. I don't know who can handle it. Maybe the smaller team can handle it better than the bigger team. So, so what are you saying? Maybe Arsenal handle it a bit better than most then? <laughs> better than you've got <laughs> Liverpool. Or, but, what, Man City? Are, are, are you saying Arsenal are going to cope with it because they're used to playing in very quiet surroundings? Oh, no, I'm talking oh, about the smaller on. teams, mate. Well, that's it for another podcast. I think. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, of course, you can download previous podcasts and future ones via Acast, Spotify, 
or Apple Podcasts. I'll be back on Sunday night from 9pm with Andy Goldstein's Challenge Express and then back with the fun boy on Monday night at 10pm for the first Sports Bar of the Week. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Keep your distance. Wash your hands and above all, be safe everyone. Be safe. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flimsy staying slowing you down? Well, it's time to upgrade. Armadillo builds durable North American-made tablet stands and kiosks. We're so confident, we offer a lifetime warranty. So, elevate your business and visit armadillo.com. That's A-R-M-O-D-I-L-O.com and use code ACAST for 5% off. Armadillo, built to last, designed to impress.